Hey, Bus Bench Babes. Uh, thanks for being here today. I have an awesome interview with a great friend, Sam Leverson. He is a realtor in the Twin Cities area, and we are going to have a deep dive into what diversity and inclusion looks like in real estate and as a realtor and for consumers. So we're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hey, Bus Bench Babes, uh, this is Beth here, and I have um, an awesome super fun interview today. We have Sam Leverson here. He is a friend of mine in the real estate business. Um, he works for Edina Realty. Uh, he, let me tell you a little bit about him, his backstory, a little bit of his backstory. He's an agent mentor, um, really looked up to in his office. He is an ambassador on the diversity and inclusion team within a couple of different offices yeah. um, with Edina Realty within the metro area. He's the host. He has a podcast, the host of the Coffee Talk, the podcast. You can find that um, where you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. He's a total fashionista. He <laughs> has the most gorgeous ginger locks that you'll ever see. Uh, welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm super excited to do this I'm episode I'm so with excited, you. too. I, ever since you asked me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, just waiting for the text. <laughs> and then I got it this week. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. Well, good. I'm so glad you're here, yeah. too. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you? Yeah. Um, okay. So, again, my name is Sam Leverson with Edina Realty. Uh, got into real estate back in 2017. It was kind of one of my childhood dreams that, I mean, when you're 18 and getting out of high school, it's not like... You think I'm gonna be a realtor? No, it's not in most high school. People's... I mean, like, yeah, who's gonna trust an 18 year old <laughs> with a baby face with a lot of money? Um, but I mean, just by happenstance, just not feeling fulfilled in my previous career, um, just kind of stumbled into real estate, and I mean, it's been. The best decision ever because we get to make a difference in so many people's lives. I and don't just, think people get how rewarding that is it's for us. So rewarding, and everyone thinks, "Oh, it's easy money." Like I'm sure you love it. Then, well, no, no, it a it, not a, easy, not easy money, money. <laughs> and b. I mean, the money's just a perk. Mm -hmm. Like the. The Would emotions. you do it for free some days? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some of our clients that are just, uh, they become lifelong friends. Absolutely. I mean, you get paid to make friends. Who wouldn't want that? Does right? it get better? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, a little bit more about me. Like, where did you grow up? Yeah. Then? 
I um, was born. What, what did you go to college for? That type of stuff. Yeah, I was born in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Um, grew up moving town to town to town within Wisconsin. Uh, or started in Michigan, moved a bunch in Wisconsin, then finally landed in Minnesota in two thousand four, five, four, four. Um, and grew up in New Prague primarily, and then ended up going to MSU in Mankato for elementary education. Um, I love kids and I love teaching. And so you thought you were going to be an elementary ju- teacher? Oh yeah, that was the plan. Also, shout out to. All the elementary school, or all the imagine. teachers, period. I couldn't even imagine. This past year. Mm-hmm. I literally, my office manager, she, it was the same thing for her. She was going for two years for elementary education and she dropped out too. And I just looked at her like when the pandemic started and I was like, aren't you so glad we did <laughs> not follow through on this? Uh, yeah, Teaching is, I couldn't even imagine anyways. And then you throw a pandemic. Oh, I, Teachers should be making three times the amount of money they make. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then. Why did you not follow that education route? I just, oh, that's a loaded question. Um, the, I don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I The program I wasn't fond of. And then I just got to start thinking about from like a money standpoint. Right. I'm going to be in college for six years and come out with a bachelor's and I'm going to make like 36 grand a year. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Plus, just the direction that education is going and trying to pull out like the arts, like gym and art and music and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. trying to gear it more towards um, math and science and that kind of stuff. I totally understand the importance of that, but I'm a huge arts Me too. I would have died if I didn't have art classes. Yeah. Like that is a way for- My soul would have died. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's therapy too. It's therapeutic for these children. And I just, that- I didn't really appreciate that nor agree with it. So- um, I know some people would be like, well, why didn't you like get into it and be that change? I just, it, it just didn't make sense in my brain. And I was losing that passion mm-hmm. for it. Um, but the awesome thing with real estate is I've been able to use it and teach people because mm-hmm. we are literally guiding these people through a very complex process and, also, I get to teach ag- agents too, which is like right. super. So you're fulfilling. already fu- you're fulfilling yeah. what you wanted to do in the first yeah. place, anyways. It's just not with who I thought was going to be right. my student. Isn't so, that weird when you try to master plan your life and then all of a sudden it's like it just, God, the universe, yeah. whatever is like, no, this is what it's going to look like, and you're like, oh crap, oh, I'm doing what I wanted okay. to do anyways. It's just it's totally different than how I thought it would look. Okay, you want to hear something like super kind of funny? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> At our senior send-off after graduation or something, it was like a lock-in thing. Mm-hmm. There was a psychic there. Don't know how people feel about psychics. I'm kind we of We had skeptic, one at my senior lock-in too. But yeah. I mean, everything she told me has come true. So, so you're like, I'm hmm. like, okay, okay. But I told her like, yeah, I'm uh, going to go to school to be an elementary ed teacher and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, hmm. Uh, I'm seeing that you're destined for business. 
and you probably look couldn't have, where I landed. Well, and yeah, you probably couldn't have been talked out of that at no. that moment in time. No. You're like, no, I'm going to be a teacher. Absolutely. Because everyone in my life was like, oh my gosh, you'd make an amazing teacher. Right. And well, okay, happenstance. Hi, I'm here. Business owner. Right. <laughs> um, Who also teaches. Yeah. So... <laughs> Isn't that weird? It yeah, I don't. So weird. I, yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence with psychics too because you're right? like, how? I haven't told you anything. How do you know all this stuff? Yeah, about me? and also like part of our faith too. Like you know, yeah. Sam and I were both best. raised in really religious, like yeah. Pentecostal houses. Yeah, so we made that connection right away. When we yeah. Were so it's, but it all played out. So it's just I don't know how I feel about it, but we're here and yeah. I'm loving it. So yeah. that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're here. So one of the conversations I want to have with you today is about diversity. I want to know more about your, you know, your role on the diversity and inclusion team. Sure. And like, how did, like, how did you become the ambassador on the diversity inclusion? Like, has that been something that Edina Realty has always been involved with? Like, what is, what does that look like? And how did that all come to be? Yeah. So, um... The diversity and inclusion team has always kind of been a thing within our company, except two years ago, it was really revamped. Um, One of our office managers uh, really was active in the realtor community, just on the diversity and inclusion front of things. Yeah. Twin Cities area. Like I think he was the chair for the diversity diversity and inclusion team for Mar. Something like that. Okay. I mean he on a state level. Yeah. Okay. Um so we always went to him for, you know, his expertise and then our president really wanted to start driving some focus to how can we diversify our company? Like we could see that was, that was somewhere where we were lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry, our president came in, I think when I was just getting started in real estate, she took on the role. So that was one of her bullet point items that she wanted to really deliver on. And uh, how can we improve this team? Because before it was kind of just like something that we just threw money at. It was like an on paper type thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we wanted something. What is meaningful? How can we impact our community? And that's kind of how it formed. So it was kind of in the back end, just in the works before um, last year, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um and that's when it really started to take shape. Um, I mean, we were having to go to Jamar, the manager uh, that took all of this over for everything. And his standpoint was, I don't want our company to just check stuff, check a box. Like, right. okay, we did that. Right. We made that statement. Right. So, okay, cool, whatever. Were you... were? Was it from a standpoint of how we deal with realtors within our Edina Realty community, or was it with how you guys deal with consumers, or was it a little bit of both? Great question. Yeah, um, it was a little bit of both. We wanted to start driving a culture where um, diverse agents wanted to come to. Uh, we wanted awesome. to, yeah, we wanted to 
start recruiting more diverse agents so that we could then start diversifying our communities. And that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, and a, a huge thing too is um, we've heard about, you know, the home ownership gap between white and black Minnesotans. It's, it's the ridiculous. worst in the country. It's terrible. Is it the worst in the country? We have the oh, worst God. ownership gap in the country in Minnesota. Uh, which is terrible. Exactly. Like that that so, hurts my heart. Yeah. yeah. That, again, was one of the like driving factors for this. Uh, I'm just going to call it DIT, Diversity and Inclusion Team, just okay. for sake of time. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the main reasons why it was formed. How can we drive education to these minority groups where there is a huge homeownership gap and let them know that this is attainable. You know, for so many years they've been told, like, you can't grow your wealth through homeownership. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we wanted to let them know you can do this. Yes. This is possible well, for there's you. There's so many programs out there that I think underserved communities don't even know yeah. about. Like, there's resources out there, but if nobody tells you about it, that money just sits there. And they don't even think about nobody it, touches because, it because nobody even knows it's there. Yeah. So and they've been told oh, you can't so cool. anyway, so right. why even try? So yeah, so then they're not even looking for yeah. it. So yeah. So it was it really started within the inner cities where okay. um if you've heard of mapping prejudice, which is now throughout the whole entire United States, I believe. I don't I don't even know if I know mapping what that is. Pre- what oh. is it? Oh my gosh. Do I, love I need an I sounds like I need to know about this? Oh, okay. So it is a program or a group of people that started to look at restrictive covenants. Do you know what a restrictive covenant is? Like the old school ones? Yeah. So, I actually do. Yes. Yeah. Like so all of the neighborhoods in the Twin Cities outside of Minneapolis that did not allow Jews or black people or whatever to live in. Yeah. Like when they were formed. Literally 60, written 70 years ago. Deeds. They're still there. Yeah. yeah but exactly. people just, you don't have to follow them anymore, but they're still written in there and it's, it's, it's awful. Sad. It's terrible. And that, so they wanted to start researching and like let's let's see where these are like let's get some heat maps going um so you can actually go to mappingprejudice.com or org i can't remember um and you can see like the development through the years yes um and you literally can watch the the black prominent neighborhoods be formed Mm-hmm. And it's it's so sad. It's so sad. Um, and then to take it a step further, um, Edina Realty Title went to Mapping Prejudice and was like, what can we do to help you guys? Like, we're already doing all the title work with the deeds and everything. Right. How can are, we help you? They have you? so much information. Yeah. Right. What, what, is your, what is your goal? Yeah. And they were ultimately like, well, we want homeowners to be able to disavow this and like make Mm -hmm. a public statement that we can put on the record that we don't agree with this and we will it it doesn't drop off because it that's just it's part of history right but they can go on the record and say hey we know this was on the deed back in 1936 um but we do not agree with that and we will not be enforcing that even though they can't be enforced yeah but uh, and then that brought us to just deeds. 
um, that started with Edina Realty Title, um, a few city attorneys, and a whole slew of other people that made that possible. But you can um, actually go into a title company now. It's only Edina Realty Title and one other title company in downtown Minneapolis. Um, And you can literally sign documentation to disavow those restrictive covenants. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it for free. I didn't know anything about this. I mean, I did know about the old school covenants that those existed, but I didn't know that anyone was doing anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so So cool. That has been a amazing thing to see especially this past year yeah where there's been so much hurt and now we are starting to find little wins so is that so that was something that the diversity and inclusion team took that on like we are going to start working on all this that would i don't um, know of any mapping other real, yeah i have no idea i have never heard of any other real estate company doing this yeah so mapping prejudice was um definitely talked about a lot in okay. our meetings and just in the whole entire company because we wanted to drive that education to mm-hmm. our agents like this this is how it used to be yeah like this is what we're dealing with Most people um and edina realty title is also part of our diversity and inclusion right. team their president is in our team yep. he's on our team rather and that's like all of these conversations that happened. That's what drove him to, you know, go to Mapping Prejudice and be that's like, "Why so or cool. what can we do? How yeah. how can we help?" So that's that was the vision for the diversity and inclusion team, taking a stance, but also what can we do to help? It's actually making change, not just yes. talking about making yeah. change. We wanted to impact meaningful change. In the real estate community, in in our communities, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until this past year that the ambassador program started, um, because it was really focused on the inner cities where you know you are seeing more diverse communities. But after the George Floyd incident, all of us out here in the sticks, because I live <laughs> I live in New Prague right now. Um, are like, what can we do to help? Right. Like, this is not just an inner city. No, it's a thing. We, it's a worldwide. It's a Minnesota problem. It's a worldwide yeah. problem. It's an everywhere problem. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we were like, what can we do to help? And I reached out to Jamar and I was like, how can I help? Like, this is something I want to be a part of. I, awesome. I love the vision and the goal. Yeah. What can I do? And he, I was the second person I think he proposed it to, but he was like, this is my vision. Um, I don't know how it's going to come to fruition, but ultimately I want an ambassador in pretty much every office. So that not saying that, you know, some managers did do this, but just so that we make sure as a company, Mm -hmm. this information that is talked about um, from a diversity and inclusion standpoint is being delivered to all of our offices um so are you the so you're the resource for a couple of offices where people have questions about like if somebody had questions about like how to word a social media post to like i mean you're the person they come to yep so making actual change in the community that's all like you're like this is what we're gonna do 
I get all of the uncomfortable conversations. How do you feel about that? Um, so as I, a gay man in real yeah, estate, I've <laughs> I've always been. Or oh, whoa, let me retract that phrase because that is not true. In the past few years, I have become a person that understands. Oh, okay. Here come the tears. I'm good. Um. <laughs> I understand not everyone's perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't expect everyone to be on the same level. Um, I've gone through stuff in my life as a... Um, waterworks. <laughs> right? Hashtag waterworks. As a gay man. That have not been fun. Um, but if I just react in a very... Well, you you don't agree with me, right. so I'm we're we're done. It just puts I a just, wall up. Yeah, that's how is progress going to be made? Yeah, that is what I really started to ask myself probably three years ago now. If you just simply react, and in instead of taking a step back, take a breath, analyze the situation. Where is this person coming from? What is their story? How were they raised? Because that affects so much about how people live their life. Is yeah, what happened to them as child children? It's all of this stuff is learned. We are literally dismantling how they were raised. Yes, and I don't expect you to get it right away. I mean took two years for my dad to really come to terms with the fact that I was gay. But right. that's just how he was raised. He, right. he, he didn't understand. And also, but these, he did. He came around. He did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and that is another thing, too. When I came out, I was very much in a place where I, I was barely okay with it myself. Like, I was ashamed of myself. Wow. So the fact that he was trying to, he was just simply trying to understand. He was trying to ask hard questions that mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to answer. And I might have been even at trying to well, figure out the answer like myself. Like my thoughts are, is like, do you probably didn't even have the answer exactly. at that time, right? But at the time I took it. It felt like as, an attack from him. Yeah. 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 So just taking a step back the past few years and really reflecting on my journey as a gay man has really allowed me to be a more understanding person. Now, I'm not just going to write off something that someone says that's, you know, offensive. Right. Like, it's my goal to call stuff out in a loving way, in an educational way. Um... Because, again, it's learned. And Mm -hmm. you're not going to change someone's mind instantly. You have to be the living proof of the change that, I mean, for me, it was, you can't be gay and a Christian. Well, I'm living proof. I am gay and a Christian. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really come down. I I can't even remember what the question was. But um, just... 
being an understanding person and just meeting that person. Oh, we were talking about the uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, meeting people where they're at. Yeah. And just guiding them through it in a loving manner. Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff, change is affected by love. You you need to be very thoughtful and loving um, to affect change, I believe. So what happens if you're met with resistance? What do you do then? Still love them through it. You're like, I'm going to love you to death. Literally love them to pieces because there's, there's people that have been in my life that have tried to fix me. Um, And there's a point where you just have to kind of stop trying because right. they'll never see eye to eye with right. you because... You're like, we're just going to agree to disagree. Exactly. Um, you're not going to pray my gay away. But thank you. Yeah. And <laughs> you just, you have to know when to draw that line and just be like, you know, I appreciate where, um, I appreciate your heart. Um, I know I'm saved, but... Unfortunately, I don't think that we'll see eye to eye on this topic. So, um, and just, you don't have to think anything less of them. That's not what this is meant to be about. Like, you should never feel less about some, someone because of their, their stance on something. I'm, uh, that could probably be misconstrued by many people, but choose the higher road. Yeah. Always. It's going to get you with really with anything in life. Yeah. It's going to get you so much further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So our bus bench babe community, like we're all about inclusion. We're all about community. We're all about like showing up. What changes do you see that like need to happen within the real estate community, either with like within a, you know, within agent to agent, community or with agent to consumer community like what changes do you do you think like okay these are some things that really need to get changed yeah okay um a few more truth bombs coming okay so first of all especially from a lgbtq standpoint we are the last minority to not be federally protected um not many people know that. So in Minnesota, thankfully, we we are a protected class by the state of Minnesota. So you can't discriminate in any way, shape, or form against someone because of their sexual orientation or yeah. how they identify. Um, but on a federal level, there's, I think, still 26 states that you could actively discriminate someone because Based they're gay. on their sexual preference yeah. that's um awful and oh, gosh i wish i would have brought the statistics um i think it's 43 or 44 percent a few years ago of lgbtq consumers in in real estate we're talking about real estate here um buying or selling a home yeah, yeah have felt like they were discriminated against um have been denied mortgages <gasps> Because they're gay. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, legit. We yeah. had something come up last week on one of our closings with a gay couple. And the lender wanted some proof that they were actually a couple. And they said, we actually have to tell you 
What the like, heck? They're said like we we this does not feel good. No. Like this does not feel good at all. And no. it had to do with a relocation thing, so there was a little bit more to it. But they're just like, so you want a piece of paper that basically tells you who we love? Like uh, why why is this the lenders? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even here in Minnesota, where I feel like we're pretty we're a little bit more woke than that. Yeah. But that it that didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to us. It certainly yeah. didn't feel good to the client. It didn't feel good to the lender rep. Yeah. Um, and we got the deal done, but it didn't feel super great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like this is 2021 for crying out loud. Well, oh, oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I have said, I can't believe that we're having these conversations. <laughs> in this. In this. It's 2021. Yeah. People. In this life. Right? And one of my friends put it in really good perspective for me. So we have been oppressed or oppressing all of these minority groups for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Thousands Since of the beginning years. of time, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And we're only like uh, 50 to 100 years into progress. Into undoing all the damage. Yes. Thousands. That's a great way to, that is a great way to yeah. like shed light on that. Because you're like, oh yeah, this didn't happen overnight. It's yeah. not going to un undo itself overnight exactly yeah so i i would say finding your person that you can go to to have uncomfortable conversations with um because not everyone is going to be willing and open to have a very uncomfortable conversation about how how should i be going about this because there's people out there that are like well you should just know like how how backwards of you to not know how to phrase that to not offend someone right well we're living in an age where we don't want to offend anyone and it we do have to think more about what we're saying and finding that person for you to go to no matter what person that is try and make sure that they're not too crazy i guess (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but Find that person. Your little caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not going to judge you for not knowing how to go about a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people um, in my sphere of influence that, I mean, during the whole George Floyd thing, they're like, "Just, just ask me. Like, just ask me what you can do to make a difference. Like, that's what we want to hear we want you to just try just try that's all you can do and i guess to answer your question what what needs to happen um i mean equal rights for everyone hi (laughs) the last one standing the the gay people over here hi um and yeah there there is a bill um that i think got stuck no, the House passed it. Now it's just kind of sitting in the Senate called the Equality Act um, that has been brought back to the forefront this year. Um, but that is something that would provide what- equal rights for us as well. So That's it would awesome. make us a federally protected class. So that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Changes coming deeper into that. Yeah. So. Okay, that change, which is kind of out of our hands. I mean, 
call up your local representatives right. and be like, can you please vote for this? Yeah, like, push this through. Yeah. Um, but also, oh gosh, where was my train of thought going? Have have those have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Don't be afraid of them. Right. Um, because progress isn't going to be made with without them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that you like like seek out that person that you know that you can have those conversations yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. How can we like this little bus bench babes community that we're building here? How what can we do to have to make change? Yeah, ooh, good one. Um, well, like I said, calling your representatives, um, being the voice for our consumers, um. Well, also donating to our pack. I just did it for the first time this year, so no judgment if you don't do it yet. Um, but that was, I didn't really know about the whole Equality Act and like the home ownership gap with even just like between heterosexual and homosexual. Um, How big is it? I don't even know if I know those numbers it's statistically. N- I know that like between black and white Across the nation, the numbers are staggering. I think it's, like, in the high 30s. It's not as staggering as, like, the homeownership gap between white and black Minnesotans. Right. But it's still a gap. The fact that there is even a gap is, like, really disheartening. And, like, people, money has no gender. Or color. Or color. Or polka dots. Or anything, yeah. Just look at the facts. Look at the facts of the transaction. Don't look at the people. Like, that's, this is not an emotional decision. This is a head decision that we're having to make in real estate. Just making sure to remind, having, having that conversation about, um, like, you can't discriminate against anyone Mm -hmm. in real estate. Like, we have to stick to the facts. Fair housing. Come on, people. Are you having those conversations? If you're not, you should be. Well, and fair housing has been a thing for a very long time. Yeah. But it feels like it's sort of an antiquated yeah. thing that hasn't really moved forward like it maybe should have or broadened its concept. Yeah. I I will also say that I do really appreciate NAR coming out and... NAR is a National Association of Realtors. For any of you non-real estate folks listening (laughs) to this podcast. Um, Coming out and changing our code of ethics to not only just business. We're not going to hold you to this high standard for just business. We're taking it one step further and we're going to hold you to the standard as as to who you are as a person. That's so awesome. When I saw that come out, I was just, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, uh, it was, it, that was a happy day for me. A very happy day. That's um, so cool. But other action items. I mean, just. Yeah. Do you have, so like any, like, like three actionable items, two or three actionable items that someone can actually do today? Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I was telling Beth before we started, I I saw this question and I kind of struggled with it because I was like, I don't even know. Like, because I just don't treat people any different, no matter if they're <laughs> gay, straight, black, white, Asian, like, I don't know. Like, you're just, 
another friend. Like, hi, right. hey, right. how's it going? Let's do this. Yeah. Um. So I actually texted some, uh, some clients of mine that are relocating from, uh, New York City. They're a gay couple, and I just, oh, they're oh, they're such good people. Um, and I just wanted I wanted to get the standpoint from a consumer. Mm-hmm. Like you're actively going through a real estate transaction. What is important to you as a gay couple for? Like, what if you were working with an ally realtor versus, like, hi, I'm gay. Like, I understand What's you. an ally realtor? So an ally is someone that is um, supportive okay. of our quote-unquote lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> As people like to phrase it. Um, so just someone who's there to love and support us and lift us up no okay. matter what. Okay. Um, so a straight person, I guess. A straight um, person that loves who, gays. Yeah. Uh, that should hopefully be everyone. Right? So what? what is something you would want from an ally realtor? Yeah. And they're like, well, like you said, just don't treat us any different. We're humans. We're, yeah. We're no different than you. Right. We just love a different person. Right. Than you do. Like, we, we're not different. And we're, that doesn't have we, anything to do with buying a house exactly exactly um nobody so, asked me who i loves what loved when i bought a house yeah no one, no one cares yeah yeah so just don't treat them any different okay um because i could see how maybe some people would be a little uncomfortable and like oh i should probably be a little bit more careful around just come on third person Right. Don't treat them any different. Yeah. Just treat them how this you would. This makes everybody feel awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be a good a good experience for anyone involved. Right. So I, I guess if, if you're not confident that you're going to handle it the best, find someone who will. Yeah. If you're not the good, if you're not the best that's, fit. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do as agents. Right. Like if you're not the person for them you need to be willing and able to provide them with resources and find them a person who's going to be a better fit for them i mean we have to take our eyes off the money and put our eyes on the person what is best for them right that should always be should always be what we're thinking of i know yeah sad that it's not any other tips that we are things that we should be thinking about? <sighs> that was really the only one that I could come well, up with. Well, it doesn't have to be three. Yeah. I really love that where you like, don't treat me like I have the plague. Yeah. Treat me like I'm just a person. Yeah. That's all we want. Right. That is all any of us want. Like we just, we've been shunned from society for so long and now- we're yeah, we're living in a society that's more accepting and affirming, right? But we're still there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have walked into a place and felt uncomfortable because I can tell everyone's staring at me because I'm a tall ginger fashionista <laughs> with long curly hair. 
No, like, they're going, damn him. How does he have such gorgeous hair is probably more likely what they're uh, thinking. Well, uh, there's so many stories just of like, I mean, bachelorette parties that I've been been to and we're, you know, hopping from bar to bar and, you know, the sticks and like super, super, okay, super Okay, so if you're listening bar. to this po- this podcast and you're like, what are the sticks? The <laughs> sticks are, well, like <laughs> Minneapolis and St. Paul is a really big town. Oh, yeah. It's a very, it's a big city, lots of culture. But the further you move out from the metro and if you sort of live in the country, we call that here the sticks. The sticks. <laughs> I live by the cows and the chickens. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, we went into this super small bar. I, honestly, it's probably not much bigger than the room that we're doing this podcast in. <laughs> um, and somewhat, I I had like a sheriff's badge that said bouncer or something. I don't know. It was it was cute for the the party. Yes. Um, and theme appropriate. Someone literally came up to me and was like, "Oh yeah, you the bouncer? That's hilarious." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good time here." Like, yeah. You're like, "Don't dude. rain on my parade, buddy." Yeah, and that that was also back in a time when I like took offense to to way more things now like now i would be like yeah well you know give him the finger or something but (laughs) like that that really hurt me i'm sure i did not feel comfortable there so i literally went and stood outside in the dark for the whole entire time that they were in there because i just Mm. didn't feel welcome so i guess just create a welcoming space yeah for even if you're in the sticks even if you're in the sticks (laughs) I've loved this conversation. This has no, been fun. It has been. I could. This is stuff that I could literally just talk about all day long because it's so fascinating. And there's, I, I just there, wish there were more people that would just be willing to have the conversation. Just. Well, that's our action item number two. Exactly. Have a conversation, have a conversation. with people. Get less uncomfortable having yeah. the conversations. Yeah. Or just jump in the deep end of the uncomfortable pool so you can educate yourself. Yeah. And be an advocate. Yeah. Be an advocate for those people. Okay. That's our action item number three. Three. Be an advocate. Yeah. I love it. You came yeah. up with three action items. I did. I did. And you thought you were going to get stumped <laughs> on it. Yeah. Well, Sam, where can people find you? We're going to link it in our show notes, but yeah. like, where is a good place? Where, where can people find you on your social sure. A and on for your podcast? Um, podcast is Coffee Talk the Podcast. Um, you can go to my Instagram as well. Sam Lee, at Sam Leverson, Edina Realty. Um, the link in my bio, that's probably the easiest way to get to the podcast It'll get you stuff. to the podcast. Yep. Okay. Um, just click on that link. And then uh, there, if you scroll to the bottom, it says Coffee Talk the Podcast. And then you can... Go to your favorite platform, whether that's Pandora, iHeart, Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, and find us there. And it's a weekly show, right? It's a monthly. A monthly. Okay. You're working It's probably going to become at least a bi-monthly because we are having so much fun with this. Yeah. I mean, when you start to see, like, the reach that you're getting, like, Australia and Germany, what? 
What? It's yeah. Podcasts it's so, are so cool that way. It's so fun. I think our furthest is well, Romania. I used to live in Romania, yeah. so I have friends in Romania yeah. listening. Um, and I think Colombia is our furthest. Columbia. And it's like, um, hello. Makes me think someone of wants Vigara. to invite me down to go hang out in Colombia. <laughs> um, I could do that. Yeah, not a problem. Not opposed to that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been so fun. Uh, so I think we're gonna start doing. At least one exclusive a month. We just launched our first one, which was a topic of yours too. How to win in multiple offers. I. It's a hot topic. We, I, I, Everybody needs to know right now. Buyers need to know this information. Yeah, I mean, even agents too. Like yeah. we're all grasping for straws, and I literally, I think we talked about eleven items that you can do. Yep. I mean, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard right you now. You got to have a bunch of tools in your tool belt to yeah. be able to to win in multiple offers yeah. these days. And why not share them? I mean, yeah. share the love, people. Right. We're all in this together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, thanks for joining this conversation. This was super fun yeah. to learn more about you, to learn more about diversity and what we can do within the real estate community to... Um, just expand our knowledge and actually like affect change. Yeah. How awesome is that? I super appreciate you guys, your platform, just opening it up to be a safe space for anyone is that's one thing I truly admire about your podcast. Thank you. I that's just, what that's exactly what we wanted it to do. So I'm uh, glad that it's doing what we it. wanted it to do. I absolutely feel it. And I just, I get so excited when I get the notification, like, ooh, Yay! another podcast. <laughs> oh, I just love you all. So I super Well, thank you it. for being here. Yeah. Well, until next time, um, bus bench babes, keep your face off a of bus bench and keep on being badass boss babes. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.